As Christians, we pray for God to give us this day our daily bread. We ask from Him and He gives generously and without reproach. God gives to all people life and breath in all things. Didomi is a Greek word meaning to give or has given. God gave, didomi. And now it is our turn to give back, didomi. Scripture teaches us that we need to act to loosen the chains of injustice and untie the cords of the yoke, to set the oppressed free, to share our food with the hungry, and to provide the poor wanderer with shelter. This is the true fasting, the true worship. My name is Wissam Salibi. I am part of a group of Christians working in various organizations that advocate for justice and peace. Our group has put together the Didomi Podcast. Welcome to this first episode of the Didomi Podcast. I am currently in Geneva, and I have the privilege to have with me now virtually four people. Mariam Tadros from UK, Michael Mutzner from Geneva, Manal Tayyar and Brent Hamoud from Lebanon. First, I'd like to invite Mariam, who works in peacebuilding and tier fund, to share about herself. Thanks, Wassam. Uh, as Wassam said, I'm Mariam Tadros. Uh, I uh, am based here in the UK, in London, in the southern part of London. And um, I've been working for an organization called Tier Fund for almost 11 years now, uh, in a mix of working in development, humanitarian and peacebuilding work. I grew up in the UK uh, to uh, Egyptian parents. Uh, I studied theology at university and then later went on to study conflict resolution. And uh, this work... Uh, has been both a part of my lived experience in life uh, as well as my kind of professional career as well. Thank you, Mariam. Uh, thank you for this introduction. Uh, now I will give the floor to Michael Mutzner to share also with us where he's from and what he's doing. Well, thank you, Wissam. Uh, as my name indicates, maybe my origins are a Swiss-German. And um, actually, I grew up in, in France and... Um, I then later came to Geneva to study international relations um, and international law. I had this, uh, you know, as a young, uh, as a young student, the spirit of um, uh, changing the world attitude, and that's what was my driver also, uh, um, in combination with my Christian beliefs. And um, my my first job then was with an NGO working uh, at the UN. I rediscovered the the UN environment and the human rights uh, mechanisms there and decided to continue that way. Uh, I later started an office for the World Evangelical Alliance uh, in Geneva to represent uh, uh, evangelical constituencies in Geneva, the Human Rights Council and other UN mechanisms. And uh, I'm still involved in that role. And uh, next to that, I'm also doing advocacy uh, activities at national level for uh, several Christian constituencies in Switzerland and uh, the organization that is mandating me for for this role is called Christian Public Affairs. Thank you, Michael. Um, And uh, thank you for sharing. I would say that we're colleagues because we work together. I'm going to introduce myself a bit later. Now I would like to ask Manal, Manal Tayyar, to introduce herself and where she's joining us from. Thank you, Wissam. Yes, this is Manal Tayyar. I'm from Lebanon, uh, born and raised here. And I've just come back, in fact, from a master's degree in the U.S., looking at the intersection of economics and peacebuilding. Um, 
I'd also like to share that I'm also a mid-distance runner. Uh, I share that as uh, running has been a space where I've experienced interfaith friendships uh, become a reality in my life. Um, and yeah, that's that's all I'll, say, I'll share at this stage. Thank you, Manal. I'll give now the floor to Brent, if you could share a bit where you're joining us from and uh, what you do. Thank you, Wissam. I am uh, Brent Hamoud, and I'm an, uh, an American national, but I'm joining you from Lebanon, and I have been here in Lebanon since 2007. Uh, I spent many years working in a children's ministry, uh, working with at-risk children in Lebanon, and uh, during that time, I also attended seminary at the Arab Baptist Theological Seminary and received a Master's of Religion degree. And uh, as of last year, I have joined the seminary. So I am now currently a programs coordinator at the Institute of Middle East Studies at the Arab Baptist Theological Seminary and uh, involved in different uh, programs and academic uh, degree programs and initiatives for peace building, interfaith dialogue and advocacy. Thank you, Brent. Uh... Thank you. Now, Ali, I'll, I'll present myself now. My name is Wissam Al-Salibi, and um, I work as the advocacy officer of the World Evangelical Alliance in Geneva. I'm Lebanese. Uh, before coming to Geneva, I used to work at the Arab Baptist Theological Seminary in Lebanon. I have a master's degree in international law, and then in 2018, I joined the WEA, the World Evangelical Alliance, because I felt that this is exactly what I felt called to do, the intersection of human rights, my my education, and my calling to serve the churches. And that's how I ended up in this role here right now in Geneva. Um, yeah, and then uh, we, together uh, with Mariam Brandt, uh, Michael and Manal, we thought of pre preparing this podcast to present uh, some of our work, some of the things we do, some of the things we want to share about uh, uh, at the intersection of our faith, justice, and peace. And this will take me to the next part of this conversation, this introductory episode. Is I'd like to ask each one of the uh, people with me now, and I'll answer at the end these questions, but first I'll be asking you. Uh, this question is, uh, why uh, is justice and peacemaking on our heart, on your heart, and what specific issues that you may have worked on and would you like to share in the future, in future episodes on this podcast, so that the listeners to this first episode kind of like will get a sense of what to expect from what we will be sharing in the coming coming uh, months. So first, I'd like to go back to Mariam, if you could tell us again, why, why is justice and peacemaking on your heart? And what do you believe you would be sharing in the coming months on this podcast? Thank you, Sam. Uh, it's a big question, and um, I hope to uh, unpack it together uh, as we as we do more of these as well. Um, I guess for me, uh, in my own journey, uh, both through my theological studies and through my own personal life, um, as well as my work at Tear Fund, uh, more and more I've seen how the breaking down of relationships mm. um, between people, uh, between us and the earth, and between us and God. Uh, really sits at the heart of the injustice that we see uh, in the world. And so for me, 
uh, both uh, bringing about justice uh, beyond just equity or equality, as well as building peace amongst people in a very real and um, intentional way, uh, for me is right at the heart of any development humanitarian work and speaks into what I've seen across the globe um, and, and around me as well. Uh, of what's really needed at this particular moment in time. Uh, we're seeing a breakdown of states, a breakdown of leadership, uh, a breakdown of societies along identity lines, getting deeper and deeper, uh, and the need for building peace um, is ever more urgent. Um, and so for me, uh, over the last decade or so, uh, it's become more and more relevant uh, for for the work that we do, but also just for the way that we conduct ourselves in our lives, really. Thank you. Uh, and what would you like to share specifically? Are there any topics you have you thought that you could be sharing in future episodes? I think there's a few things that are really on my heart at the moment. Uh, one... Uh, which talk, which looks at, uh, I think, something that most of us on this call are passionate about, which is uh, inter-religious, interfaith uh, interaction, and, and for me, uh, in particular, relationships and what that means for our own single identities uh, within within our own faiths and religions. Um, and the other part for me as well, I really look forward to having some good, robust uh, theological conversations as well about. Um, God and where God is in the midst of all of this, as well as where the mm. church is in the midst of this, or sometimes where the church isn't, um, mm. as well as looking at the kind of wider issues of uh, kind of systemic injustice and uh, and what our call is within that um, and who, who we're called to be within those spaces as well. So nothing too big. <laughs> I, I was I was gonna say that <laughs> I, 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 I was gonna say that this is a. Uh, this is this is you just put the plan for a few years of podcasting, not a few months of podcasting. And I, I was gonna say, send me the homework to know to know what I should be preparing to to, to be able to dialogue with you in the next episode. <laughs> Thank you, Maria. Uh, uh, Michael, do you have any? Well, no, actually, before uh, not what you. The first question should be is why uh, why is peace and justice on your heart? And the second question is, what would you like to do uh, with us in the coming episode? Uh, how can you um, ch challenge Maryam even further than she wants to challenge us on reflecting on the many things and intersecting of between our between our faith and our public engagement in life? Yeah, well, thanks for the question. I, you know, I think actually, I think in principle, peace and justice should be in everybody's heart. So, so it shouldn't even be a question, actually. Uh, I believe um, we've we've all been created uh, in the image of a God uh, which loves uh, justice and peace, and uh, we should naturally somehow also be passionate about that. But I wonder why, f f in my part, why I chose the path, you know, also in working in that area. I think it relates first to the probably to the fact that I grew up uh, uh, in a foreign environment. Uh, mm. I, I I started growing up in France not speaking French when I went to school. So, so the, this was sort of an experience where, yeah, I don't want to do my uh, psych, psych, psychanalysis here now, <laughs> but just, you know, uh, growing up in an environment where you feel that you were a bit different, where you have, in the beginning, difficulty to communicate or, or be part of the, of the main group. 
I think uh, created created a certain sensitivity for me in the beginning already. And um, another key point, another key turning point, I'd say for me was when I uh, chose the focus of my studies. I was 18, and and in France, in my environment, everybody was uh, that had good grades was supposed to go to engineering schools was the best you could do and uh, i was qualifying also for an engineering school and at the la- so that the last moment i i said uh, i remember my parents were surprised i i said no that's i don't want to spend my life in in uh, in engineering i want to do something where i can have some sort of contribution to 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 the world peace and to human rights and this is when i decided to to study uh, hum- uh international relations without really knowing where, where this would lead me. So um, I think those were some, some key moments uh, in, in my life. And, and later, I, it, I, I think I clearly understood that my call was to be a sort of a peacemaker between uh, uh, playing a peacemaking role between church and society and church and politics. I think there's a lot of misunderstandings on, on each side. And uh, I want to help uh, the churches to express their... Uh, beliefs and convictions in the public sphere and on the other hand I I want to help the the media and the politics to get a better understanding of the Mm -hmm. churches uh, because they also sometimes misunderstand them and have prejudices so uh, I'd like to play some some sort of contribution in the middle here so yeah yeah, thank you Michael so would this what what would you like practically do you have anything you would like to share uh, in the coming few months on this podcast yeah, well, in, in relation to, to what I said, I think really the, this interaction between church and society is really is really a, a key issue that I like to follow at, at a lot of levels. Mm. Uh, through my work at the UN, uh, we are very involved in freedom of regional belief. Uh, and beyond freedom of regional belief, there's always the question of the place of religious communities in society uh, and how, how do you handle this place, how... How are uh, the, the rights of those groups respected? How are they accepted without uh, being seen as a threat, but as part of uh, the richness of a society? Uh, right now, for example, I'm, I'm, I'm very interested uh, in, in following the issue of uh, a new law on separatism in France that is, uh, uh, that is about uh, political Islam, but uh, actually also has an uh, impact on all religious minorities in France. Um, uh, so that's one example. Um, so I'm I'm really following the European context, but through my work also the, the worldwide context of uh, in this interaction between uh, church and society, I would say. The other component is really also the human rights mechanism uh, and the politics around it that uh, we are following uh, in, in our daily work, and uh, and there's a lot of interesting stuff to re- to report here also on this level. Thank you, Michael. Uh... I'm looking forward to these conversations. Thank you. Uh, now, next, I would like to ask uh, uh, Manal if you could share with us why peace and justice is on your heart. And as a result, what do you think you would be sharing with us in the coming months? Yeah, thank you. I think similar to what uh, others have already mentioned, I think my childhood played a significant role in why I care so much about these issues. I think um, both because of things I lived and things that were modeled to me. Uh, Things I lived um, or experienced were uh, quite a few wars in Lebanon or armed conflicts. 
that caused me and my family to be displaced, whether internally or, yes, actually most of the time it was internal displacement. Um, and so living through the hardships of war, uh, experiencing what it means to lose everything and to potentially lose all of the relationships of those around you, even your parents, your siblings, uh, and having that uh, potentially taken away from you within seconds. And so I think these these moments really shaped in me a desire to never have to live through this again. And for no one in my surroundings, if it were possible and if it were um, in my capacity to do so, that I, I wanted to stop that from happening. Uh, so yes, similar to what Michael was sharing, <laughs> a desire to change the world. Um, so I think this is what's really drew me into peacemaking and uh, justice seeking um, from a point of pain. But I also think that I saw modeled in front of me through my parents um, every time the war would separate us Christians from other ethnic uh, minorities or majorities in the country, uh, their intentional desire to pack our bags once the war settles or the armed conflict settles and to then move into the territory of the other and for them uh, to send us to their schools for my father to open businesses with others in partnerships with others or to hire people from the other um, uh, religious or ethnic group um, so I think I saw my parents intentionally engaging and living out what their faith and thus you know as a consequence what became my faith as well um, really living out what the kingdom of God, I think, calls us to, to, to love others, uh, to, to engage, not to disengage. Uh, and it's, it's not comfortable and it's not, um, it's actually very disruptive. It's very disruptive to pack your bags and move uh, back and forth. And as uh, Michael said, I also felt like I often did not fit in in school, specifically because we were moving schools so many times uh, and we never went to evangelical schools, although my father worked in an evangelical uh, school so he, he could send us uh, for free to that school. But they were intentional in saying, no, you have to go and live with others, people who don't think like you, people who don't live like you, etc. So I think these two things really drew me and uh, modeled to me um, um, a, a way to seek peace and justice. In terms of specific issues that I have worked on or would like to share about, uh, I think there are two things that come to mind at this stage. One of them relates to justice and healing. How do we not seek one or the other, but both together? And um, I think if we wanted to take something practically to look at that, I would probably suggest something like a Truth and Reconciliation Commission. Uh, does storytelling allow us to heal as well as seek justice at the same time? And uh, how does it fall short, perhaps, of doing so? Another topic that I'm also currently engaged in and working on is, what are the challenges that peacemakers or justice seekers face? What is the cost? What is the toil? How do we support each other as we do the work of peacebuilding, especially if you're young and especially if you're a woman in that field? These are the things that uh, yeah come to mind at this stage. Uh, okay, I hope I hope uh, we will be able. To, I mean, this is the most heaviest topics I could have imagined that will be addressed on this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> uh, 
So I hope um, we'll be able to interact with you. I mean, again, send us a few books to read before you, in- <laughs> you start this <laughs> the conversation. Um, thank you. Thank you, Manal, for sharing. Um, and uh, yeah, now, now I will move to Brent uh, to hear from you, Brent. Again, why is justice and peacemaking on your heart? And what would you like to be addressing in future episodes on the Didumi podcast? Thanks, Wissam. Um, that is a, a big question, a question that I, I think a lot about. And there's a moment in which uh, I think this question became particularly real and profound to me, a moment when I was, when I was challenged with this question. And I'll tell you in a moment who and how that, that challenge came. Um, but something that's important to, to explain is, is that I come from a, a, a rich faith tradition and family tradition of, of service, of uh, compassion, of, um, of charity. And it was just uh, within my own upbringing and, and experience that that part of faith is, is serving others and, and um, especially the poor and the vulnerable, the, the needy. Um, and, and that was, was modeled in, in very uh, uh, interesting ways uh, in my own family and, and personal ways. And so for me, the, the, the sense of what is a Christian's role to serve is, is through, through classic missionary outreach and, and care for, for those in need. Um, and so in many ways, that's what I did um, when, I, when I moved to Lebanon from the United States. And I worked in a, a children's home. I worked in a, in a, in a ministry with at-risk children. Um, and, and this was what I had figured was a... a Kind of the, uh, the the obedience to uh, to a faithful living uh, of, of serving others, and, and and certainly it is in many ways, um, but there's more to it. And um, there's something interesting in this dynamic among us is that my wife uh, is a Salibi, uh, mm-hmm. and so my wife is a, a relative and, and uh, of Wisam and knows Wisam uh, from um, for many years. And so when we were uh, engaged, and um, and, and getting ready for for marriage, uh, my wife says, "You know, there's a relative of mine that I think you would enjoy meeting, Brent. I think you would uh, you would get along with him, and you would connect with him." And so we, uh, and it was Wissam. And so we we uh, went out to dinner, and we and I met Wissam, and we were in discussion, and we were talking, and um, of course, these issues come of, of justice and injustices, and uh, and uh, social issues, and uh, human rights issues. And here's where the challenge came in, because uh, in this discussion, in this discourse, I, I pretty much said, you know, as, as believers and as Christians, the best thing we can do is just serve and help individual lives. And, you know, if, if it's a few children or a few families, but on an individual level, we can try to help a few lives. And that's that's kind of what what we ought to do. And that's the best we can do. Hmm. And I was challenged by Wissam when he says, no, there's more. We have to we have to address the conditions. We have to address the systems and the laws and these things that make people poor and vulnerable and in need. And it was a moment of uh, of uh, of uh, realization, of discovery, of um, of I would say uh, a moment of uh, of conviction. And I realized that how easy it is just to to serve a few individuals. And to contribute that way, and and that is a meaningful contribution. But if we don't address the systems, if we don't address the the, the big topics of of injustices, 
the, the conditions that are creating all, so many of these human problems, what have we really done? And so that was a turning point moment. And I don't know if you remember that at all, we saw him, but it was a turning point mo moment to move from helping individuals to actually addressing issues and, and, um, and core problems. Um, so that, that was a profound moment in my own uh, journey. And uh, I also realized that I, I am, uh, am uh, enthused and I'm energized to think about these problems and to think about these theories and these, uh, these issues and to, to think of big ideas and to mm. think at a, at a high level, not that I'm some sort of mm. intellect or whatnot, but, but that was a, a very intriguing way for me to engage these issues. And when we talk of justice and peace building, we're talking about these big issues, these, I mean, these, these, especially from a theological perspective. So I found myself in a, in a place that was uh, a very, uh, very invigorating and very life-giving. And so that has led me more and more to, to pursue uh, just a way of, of, of thinking, of, of, of writing, of speaking, um, and of, of living that will be mindful of these issues of justice and, and peace, peacemaking. For me, particularly the issues of, uh, of migration, forced displacement are, uh, are issues very meaningful to me and issues I've spent um, considerable, considerable amount of time thinking about. Um, and I'm fascinated with issues of nationality, nation state membership, and, uh, and statelessness. Um, and so these are topics that uh, that I uh, I hope to to be able to discuss and to share and to and to learn from others on through the course of this uh, initiative. Brent, uh, thank you so much for sharing. I have zero recollection of our meeting. <laughs> I think the the most and profound I, things we do in our lives are, are things we don't even uh, remember or realize, perhaps. <laughs> uh, thank you for uh, reminding me of this meeting. And uh, Do you remember the food uh, was some, at least? No, no, nothing, nothing. I, I have zero recollection of the location, nothing. Oh my God. Neither the profound or the more worldly issues, I have zero recollection. And also, I would like to say, Brent, that it's a privilege to have you part of the Al-Salibi clan. Al-Rasim. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> on my head. <laughs> uh, and thank you for sharing. And uh, I guess now it's my time, to, my turn to share um, why is justice and peacemaking on my heart and what I would like to share on the Didomi podcast. So justice and peacemaking are on my heart because uh, first and foremost, because when, when we read the Bible and we go through some of the passages in the Bible and passage after passage, where we see that justice and peacemaking is on God's heart and in God's commandments to his people. I mean, just from the, from the very first books of the Bible in Exodus, um, I was reading that there are passages about how you treat the foreigner, how Israel should treat the foreigner among them. And, and when we look at the world today, when nationalism is antagonistic, when uh, the fear of the other, when with the rejection of the other, whether within a state or towards other states, when we see this, these problems all over the world, and yet these same problems have always existed, including uh, 
thousands of years ago where it was normal to, uh, to consider the foreigner among the uh, given people to be of a lesser rank, lesser human. And yet God's commandments to the people of Israel back then was you shall treat the foreigner as one of your one of your own like yourself because remember you were foreigners once in Egypt i am the lord your god and this this is just one of the you know passages in the bible that speak so much to justice and loving the neighbor and loving the other and then and then as the more and more we read the, the bible we see that god sending his prophets and rebuking kings for being unjust uh, so and then comes the New Testament, and also the commandment to love the neighbor and the enemy. So as I so, of course, it's justice in my heart. I'm a Christian. Uh, these issues should be should be part and parcel of our witness of our Christian life of our conversion, of our transformation into becoming more Christ-like. And this brings me to. Uh, you know, having studied law and then having joined the WEA for a calling to be to work for advocacy within the WEA, uh, uh, you know, we the the world today and Christians and churches, but also the whole world, we see that it is uh, it is not um, applying God's commandments. It is not. Uh, I'm being overly broad, but there is so much more to do to promote uh, what God's calling for human beings, for mankind. Michael started off by saying peace and justice should be on everybody's heart because, um, you know, we're all created in the image of God, and yet there is sin. And uh, my calling is to, to uh, for people within this podcast and within my work here, to refocus on justice and peace, on the dignity in every human being that comes from the fact that we are all created in the image of God. And I feel that we need to work towards this because that's uh, the calling of Christians to, to work on f for these issues. Um, and uh, there's a, and um, Mariam said this, there's a, you know, the world isn't getting any better, but our expectation isn't that the world will be getting any better. Uh, politically and economically and security. But the, my expectation is for the church to be a stronger voice for peacemaking, for justice, for human rights and, and human dignity. And that's what I feel called to do and the work to do. And because of all this, I in the coming months, I would like to share more about very tangible issues of uh, justice and peacemaking uh, needs around the world. I want to share about what I'm seeing the churches doing for justice and for peacemaking all over the world that I, I get. I'm privileged within the World Evangelical Alliance to be in touch with so many people on the ground and countries all over the world. I'd like to share their stories and their fights um, and what changes they're advocating for so that we can partner with them in prayer and uh, partner in them with them to pray for the changes that they would like to see within their countries. So that's um, what I would like to share uh, in the coming months. Um, well, this brings us to the end of this uh, initial episode, uh, this kind of introductory episode. I don't know if there's anything else you would like to share, Brent, Manal, Mariam, or Michael, before we conclude. 
Yeah, just share um, something that that uh, that you reminded me of, and something that I think applies to all of us as we as we think about our motivation for justice, uh, for for seeking justice, and for engaging in peace um, peacemaking. And I think it, it boils down to love. That that what a wonderful expression of love it is. To, to to concern yourself with justice and the well-being of, of another human life mm. to see um, to see that that life is, is is nurtured and to see that life is is honored and the dignity is given to every every person um, I think justice is so tightly bound to love that mm. when you love others uh, when you seek love when you want to love, it draws you to to work for justice, um, and, and that's maybe not always at the forefront of what I do and what I'm thinking of. But I think deep down, I realize that there's a there's a deep love behind behind this 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 thing we're a part of and this thing we work towards. So uh, that came out um, as you shared with Sam, and, and I think that that I should be more mindful of the. The, the role of love in all of this. And so that's something I, I will do going forward. Thank you, Brent. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Brent. Thank you, Mariam. Thank you, Manal. Thank you, Michael. Uh, so to our listeners, we will say that every month we will try to record an episode where we will reflect together on uh, recent developments on social justice, human rights advocacy, peacemaking. We will reflect on theological issues. We will reflect on what the church is doing um, for, for uh, in, within society as part of its mission for the kingdom of God. And we will share prayer requests for, for, for the various churches in the field, uh, you know, at, at, the, at the local level, endeavoring to uh, uphold the image of God in their neighbor. We will try to amplify the voice of Christians on the front lines in this podcast, the Didomi podcast. Soon we will be setting up our website, didomi.co. We're just starting, so it's not up and operational yet. And then we will also be tweeting at didomi underscore co. Yeah, so thank you for this, listeners, for, the first ep- for this first episode. And we look forward to having you on future episodes with us. Thank you. <laughs>